Welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, audio video artist, singer-songwriter, and master storyteller. And you know, today's guest is the kind of woman that you read about in books, you see their stories on the big silver screen. It's that type of life that Jody Fedor has lived. And uh, she has some amazing stories. She's a clairvoyant, a beautiful woman who I had the pleasure of meeting in San Francisco this year. And um, we've become kind of good friends. And uh, it is my pleasure to bring her stories to you today. So strap in your seatbelts, tighten them up, and let's go for a ride. So today on the Dharmic Evolution, I am just so delighted to have with us Jody Fedor. And uh, Jody, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. It's great to have you here. And I just want to uh, just let everybody know, just a quick little uh, sidebar, how I met Jody. I was in a, uh, a conference um, about, I guess, six weeks ago. I guess it was late March. And uh, the funniest thing, I met Jody in line. We were standing in line. I think we had all of three minutes together before the doors open. And, you know, it was this huge, huge um, uh, conference that we were at. And uh, in those three minutes, I learned so much about you. Just intuitively, I got this vibe that this is somebody really special. And so that's why I'm really excited to have you on the show today to share all of the things that you are doing with your life. So can I start with the boat journey? Because I think this is amazing, this story. So tell me about you as a little girl growing up. you, You traveled around the world on a boat. We did, yeah, well, halfway. But yeah, we uh, we just moved on. I actually moved on when I was a month old. My father had built this ferro cement boat. It took him and my mother ten years to build it, and they were scraping together all their pennies and, and saving on, you know, saving everything they could find in order to actually get the materials to build this boat. It was really a dream of his. And so, at four years old, me and my siblings, I was four, we all set sail with my parents, and we sailed halfway around the world, leaving from Ontario and arriving in British Columbia down the Panama Canal past Costa Rica, Haiti, Jamaica. And I think an experience like that with, again, there's five kids, so it's a lot of kids in a little boat. And, you know, there was times when we spent a month at sea with no land in sight. So you can imagine you get a little, you know, a little kind of enclosed in this small little space. That must have been unbelievable. How did you even like, I mean, you were how old? Four years old? I was four on on that (laughs) boat trip. So I moved on when I was a month old. And on that boat trip, I was, we left when I was four, arrived in uh, BC when I was six. So I, but I think I actually probably have more memories than most little ones, just because there was so much changing at such a constant and rapid pace that you sort of, your brain locks onto it. So and, yeah, did you get so, residuals for Waterworld? Because you were the Waterworld. You think, right? That was, <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was unbelievable. I did, I did empathize, though. Yeah, it's a lot of great. I mean, it was such a great exposure to Kevin. I think one of the big takeaways I took from that was that there are different people everywhere you go and that your reality can change everywhere you go. And that was a really big lesson. So instead of having the same life all the time, I really had the opportunity to see that no matter where I went, I could be a different sort of person, that there were different people everywhere. And so my perspective is very fluid in how I approach life. And I think that was one of my biggest takeaways, along with a love of travel. So brothers and sisters, you have, yes. there was four of you, so you have how many what? Five in total. Yeah, I have an older older brother and older sister, and then there's two younger uh, twins. Twins, uh, They're a year and a half younger than me. Okay, so you're, yeah. you're perfectly positioned right in the middle. 
Oh, yes, I am. Yeah, okay. Everything that entails, yeah. So so <laughs> this is just amazing. Like, I can't believe that, like, you would be, like, out there for a whole month without even seeing land. That's got to yeah. be, like, but you probably didn't know, like, that this is, like, being that young that, well, hey, this is not really anything unusual, was it? Well, or? I remember that time in particular. I mean, the trip itself was a year. You know, we saw a lot of different things. But that one in particular, I actually do remember because, I mean, literally, you're stuck in this, you know, relatively big boat as far as boats go. It was about, I think, 56 feet feet without the bowsprit but it was it was really you're still landlocked so my mom was you know creating all these fun activities for us trying to get us you know keep us entertained and actually on that trip we had our i believe it was on that one we had our our mast snapped by lightning too oh. so when we came in we were actually really limping into port my dad said at one point that was the only time he really ever feared for our life that that could have been you know could have been the end of us because so, it was it was a sail i mean you didn't sail- have a motor on it did you uh, there's a motor on it but it, it really slow speeds and limited gas so we were primarily under sail yeah most of the trip right Right. Yeah, so when, stars the whole bit. <laughs> that's that's unreal. Hey, um so where is, you know, where was home for you growing up outside of the boating experience because you grew up a lot on the boat, but but where is home for you uh as a young young girl? Well, we we started in I'm Canadian, so we started in Ontario okay. and that was uh, born in Hamilton and then moved to, you know, kind of various areas around uh Ontario, Port Credit, etc. and then moved to after the boat we actually sailed to BC and landed in C- BC. And so here's a cool thing, we actually got off the boat and went onto a, a 900 acre farm. So I had all these really extreme examples of wow. And that was my grandfather's farm and my dad actually um farmed Christmas trees for a while on that farm. And so we had, you know, cows and chickens and the whole bit, and we stayed there for a number of years, and then on to Vancouver Island for a period of time until I moved to Ontario again. So, what was the transition like for you, if you can remember, at that age? Like you were, you were in the confines of this this small boat for so long, and then uh-huh. you're on a 900 acre farm, like space to breathe, my friend. Yeah. Was- so. So you embraced it right away. Yeah, I think, and we were so, you know, we had, our home was our home was the boat, but every port we went into was a new environment and we got very used to transitioning into new environments. So I don't think there was anything, from what I can recall, majorly jarring about it. I think we just, you know, oh great, we're off the boat, we're in a new environment again. And and that level of um, change, you either really sink under it, I think, meaning it's something that becomes very difficult for you if you find it jarring, or you thrive under it and you just, you know, you embrace that as a normal way of being. And I, I think, in that context, I just embraced it as a normal way of being. Okay, so then, so moving ahead, like where was school for you, Jody? Like where did you like start going to school? Oh, we went, like, I, well, my mom actually had this great idea of homeschooling us on the boat, and I think that lasted all of a month. So uh, I <laughs> kindergarten, yeah. So I, I ended up skipping kindergarten through the whole, uh, through that whole year, and then my brother and sister just ended up skipping a year. And so we just, it, when, when I got to BC, we just started, you know, normal school system, with the caveat that I was actually going to school off the boat, which was a little unusual, you know, compared to most of my classmates. But here's a funny thing. I never actually realized that my life was was unusual until I, I hit about 24. I had stopped talking about it for years. You know, you just move into your next, you know, moved into a normal house, moved into a normal school. And I it was only when I was 24 that I mentioned it to someone that I got a bit of a, oh my gosh, reaction where I realized there was something actually a little atypical about it, that it might have informed my life in a different way than, than someone who had grown up in a suburbs, for example. No right or no wrong, just, right. just different. Just different. So that was a, that's a cool thing to sort of realize about yourself at that age. Yeah, so so uh, have you stayed pretty much, like where's home for you now? Are you in Canada still or? I'm a traveler, my friend. Okay. I, I, so. <laughs> no roots, right? Well, not at the moment, yeah. I was actually, I was traveling for the last year and a half. I was I was landed 
in BC, or, sorry, BC for a bit, and then Ontario. I was down in the States working for a bit, and then I decided to take a year off. I had uh, launched and sold shares in a company, and I decided to take a year off and do more traveling. So it's clearly in my in my bones and blood. Yes, yes, yeah, it was built in. I think that boat, you know, had a huge influence on you and all those trips, you know. So, so tell me about, first of all, can we start with Illumination TV? Can we oh, talk yeah. about that? Absolutely. That's okay. a TV station I have launched online. It's on YouTube. That's Illumination TV. I've been, I'm, a, I, I'm a member and I love it. You're it's a really member. Good. Yes, I am. Yeah, great. So We're really... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So tell us all about it. Tell us what was the, the thinking behind it and uh, what, you know, what anybody tuning in to Illumination TV, what will they learn? What will they find out about Jody? Sure. Well, I want the premise behind it is really helping and, and highlighting people who are here to light up the world in some way. So people who are, here to, who are here to illuminate the world. And one of the things I found most inspiring about my travels is that there are people in you know, roles of influence and there are also people who are living their daily lives in a way that really impacts the world around them. And so I, I call them people who are light bringers, right? They really light up every, everything in their sphere. And then I started to ask the questions and having seen this in my own life, what is it that stops us from being that? What is it that holds our authenticity back? What is it that holds our personal truth back? What is it that keeps us stuck in our shadows or our fears or our wounded parts of ourselves? And many years, so I had this great adventurous life and then I had gone through period of time where I started uh, suffering from depression and then that culminated into an anxiety disorder so bad that I at the end of a you know a year of overwork and and overstress and you know my brain had just really gotten out of control in terms of how it was perceiving the world I ended up moving home into my mom's basement this is in my you know mid to early 20s so what do you and, think brought that on like the depression and, and going into well, that stage I mean it's a combination of things I think there's certainly a biochemical component of it or you know right. our bodies can tend to be prone to things but I also think it's just belief structures and brain you know brain neural pathways that that have gone in the direction that isn't really serving right and so yeah mine culminated in me hiding out in a basement for three months scared to go outside you know I, I literally thought the world was out to kill me and so I but I remember there was a moment when I had gone to see a doctor saying you know what am I going to do about this and he looked at me and he said, you're going to be on medication for the rest of your life. And it was one of those those defining moments where I almost felt like I'd been, you know, this was something I was going through, but it wasn't who I was. And right. I knew that moment I had a decision about who I was going to be. And so I looked at him and I said, there's no way. It's just not happening. And, and it wasn't. I, I left there. I got serious about, you know, figuring out what was actually going on. And I, I really took a, a, you know, pathway and a climb out of where I was to where I wanted to be. Right. And there were steps that I took. But, but in that moment, so when he said that to me, I almost felt all of my, my promise collapsing, right? I felt all of the possibility of me, all of the hope I had inside of me for what I could do with this life, just, just, you know, collapsing. And I'd already seen possibility, right? I'd seen the world. And so... I also, you know, going through my own journey, I, I went from anxiety into, you know, I've launched multiple companies, I've traveled the world solo, I've, I've, you know, done some really neat stuff at this stage, and I decided I wasn't going to let my fear be a driver in my life. Right. But I look around me, and in working with clients, and working with, you know, in business, and and fear is, fear is made manifest in many different forms, right? It comes in the form of procrastination and of, of inability to move, of dreaming but not doing. There's lots of places where this manifests. And I could see that, and then I could also see the you know people who had really rested into themselves, and people who had become who they were here to be, light bringers. And when we are in that state, truly authentic to ourselves, truly lit up, we have the ability to affect the world in a very positive way. And so that really inspires me. So on Illumination TV, wrapping right around to that original point, I'm here to help people light up. That the TV show is really to, to you know somebody who's struggling with some of those shadows, maybe not to the degree that I was struggling. 
but someone who's looking at their life and saying, this is not what I want to be living. How can I be of greater impact, of greater service? Uh, how can I you know, live a life that feels more joyful, authentic, peaceful, and truthful? That is what Illumination TV is about. How do we light up? Okay, so Illumination TV, that is the mm-hmm. place to go to see Jody uh, giving her, you know, so um, so much wisdom you have. And I wanted to ask you, how did you ever become so successful as a a businesswoman? And you've you've launched companies, you've you've mm-hmm. built companies, sold companies. Where did you get the intuitive abilities and the and the business savvy to be able to do these things? Well, I think in some ways that's two different questions. So as far as uh, the intuitive abilities, that's something that developed, and I'll, I'll dig into that in a second. But the companies themselves, I think, again, having made that decision that I wasn't going to let fear stop me, right? I was. I think I was scared probably, you know, the entire time I've been launching, growing, selling businesses. And you're, you're right, I've, I've taken these little companies and these ideas. You know, my first skincare company, I was mixing lotions in my grandpa's basement. And I, you know, that I ended up selling nationally, internationally. It was a combination, I think, of, of dogged determination. So every setback, everything I didn't know, everything, you know, every time I failed, I just kept walking forward. And I think that's a necessary trait for any entrepreneur. It's just that determination and the ability to see failures not as failures, but as, you know, catapults to the next level when you ask the right questions. Right. So, yeah. So that was that was part of that. And, and also just a, a little bit of a I'm just going to see what happens attitude. You oh. know, worst case scenario, I fail. I mean, eh. You know, right. I've already done that. Big deal, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> you just you just dive in, and 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 also, I'm not scared of thinking big. I'm not scared of, of looking at the biggest possibility in anything, and then going for that biggest possibility. Because to me, there really it really does feel like anything is possible. That that if something can be done, if it's been done once, it can be done again, and it's simply a series of figuring out the correct action steps. Have you been right. able to bottle that up and sell that yet? Yeah, hey, <laughs> that's what I, I work with people on that. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I, I coach people on that, and I, uh, yeah, and so. As far as the intuition, that was something I actually, I ignored, I think, for years and years and years until it started pressing at me so much that I had to say, okay, there's something more going on here, right? There's something, I, I'm, I've figured out, you know, the external world to a, to a large degree, what's going on in the internal world. Right. And yeah, and I, I, you know, the past, probably the past eight years have been a major focus around developing my my intuition and my internal gifts. And, and yeah, and that's so, been a really fun exploration. So you, at some point you realized you were, you were more than just intuitive. You were sort of clairvoyant and you did that as you got older, get stronger. Do you feel? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've done a bunch of things, I think, to really open up that awareness. And, and it's, you know, it's funny because in naming them, I actually, I almost hesitate to name them because I almost think that they're just capacities and gifts that most of us have in some in some form or another. Right. Uh, they're, they're capacities in the brain, right? So we, we turn them into these, you know, and, and I do think it's a combination of spirit and soul, right? Spirit and self. Uh-huh. And it is also something that is available to all of us. And, and so like, I think probably the same traits in my company where I said anything is possible. And I just had that same mentality around approaching, you know, clairvoyance, um, insight, um, psychic abilities, however you want to name them, that anything was possible and let's just see what was possible. And yes, absolutely. They keep opening up and opening up and, and you know, as we step forward, new gifts are given. Yes. I, I think, um, yeah, I've, I've learned a little bit about that and I just feel mm-hmm. like, you know, as you, as you go on in years, certain things you just tune into, uh, more just, it ha- kind of happens organically, but it, it happens. Hey, and- um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. So no, tell me a, about the disruptive radiance. I want to hear all about that. What oh, is disruptive radiance? That's funny. Now, it's actually the company name for, it holds jodyfedor.com, my website. Okay. And it also holds uh, Illumination TV. So the, the company name, funnily enough, I was working on this concept of radiance. And I, I met a guy uh, when I was traveling down to Mexico who had worked at the Pentagon. And we just ended up having a few conversations while we were there working at this little, this little um, uh, restaurant in Mexico. And, and he was. We started talking about this concept of disruptive, uh, disruptive disruption, rather, and what disruption could do in, uh, around changing the world. And I thought it had almost like a, an aggressive quality to it. So disruption was about breaking apart that which was. Right? Disruption was about you know ending the status quo and creating something new. And I thought, well, isn't that funny? Because that that feels like a breakdown, and we tend to perceive breakdowns as negative things. We avoid them, right? They don't feel good. Right. And yet, anything that is needs to break in order for that which which can be to emerge, right? So light in this case, radiance. How do we bring radiance into being? Well, sometimes it is disrupting and, and really allowing ourselves to go through that shadowy breakdown. And it just mirrored a lot of the work that I do with clients. It mirrored a lot of the work that I'm doing around illumination, getting rid of shadows in order to bring in the light. So I uh, love I like, the name. This, it's it's such a, it, it's almost like an oxymoron or something, but it's Isn't like, it? it's very cool though. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, can you tell me like when you're doing, when you're, you know, like working with people, um, mm-hmm. Because you're you're also somewhat of a coach amongst all yes. the other things that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the biggest like win for you that you could share with us? You must have had one that just stood out that said, "Wow, I completely transformed this business, this person, whatever it was. Something magical happened." Or or is that a commonplace thing? Can you share yeah, that with us? I do work at a very core level. Uh, so one of the, thing, the things that I bring, I'm, I'm pretty able to quickly bypass a lot of the story where most people get caught and I can get right to the core. So when I do work with people, we're getting some really dramatic change. So most people say they feel entirely different after working with me. And that's not, not a pat on my back. It's just that's kind of the consistent statement I get. So you work but, fast. Really fast, yeah, and really, and really deep, yeah. And, we, and we're doing not only personal, we're doing business blocks too, so we really, we're, we're working to clear out anything that's really stopping us from fully stepping into our, you know, our potential. Okay. But I think probably the big, I had an example of a client I was actually just talking with yesterday. He had given a testimonial. He had spent over $150,000 on coaching over the last two years, which is crazy, but it is as it is. Wow. And he said that in working with me for two days, he got more change than all of that combined. And then I, I had actually spoken to him yesterday and he's, we had done a two VIP days together and he, we've been, you know, talking over the month and he said that he, he doesn't even feel like the same person that things that have been plaguing him for the last eight years. He just, he feels like he's in an entirely new world right now. And that's, that's pretty big to me because it was all these things that he was yearning for and wanting that he is now living. And that's starting to manifest itself in his business. His profits are up. It's starting to express itself in his relationships, his life in a way that is pretty profound for him. So that's right. kind of juicy. I like hearing that things like that. Yeah. So, so I mean, what is your favorite uh, situation for helping somebody? Is there a oh. favorite client? or a favorite business model that you feel like, you know, lines up or, or, you know, like, what do you look for? Well, I I think I really like working with people who are really ready to ramp up to the next level. So someone who's excited, passionate, has been working in their business and or their life for a while, has visions that they want to be achieving, but is finding themselves just not able to transcend to that next level. And they may have already invested, they may have already done some work around it, but they're just not seeing them, the results that they want. So I like getting, we'll call them problem cases a little bit, but not, not around issues, just somebody who's really ready to, to, to see really big change, dramatic change. And 
my favorite, I think, in there is getting to the nuances. It's almost like a, I see people almost as like a grid and it's like a puzzle piece that I, I get to figure out. Right. And it, it's all these like neural pathways that have been all intertwined. And if I can get to the right little, you know, spot in there, we can get just dramatic change. Those are my favorites. So and, just, and also in business too, actually, and looking at their businesses in the same way. Go ahead. So, so it's just connecting the dots. It's, it, you can see the fragmentation and you just know how to like seam yeah. it all together. On a lot of, that's a nice way to put it, actually. And I think on a lot of levels, too, I can see inside of them. I can see their energy fields. I can see, which, you know, years ago would have sounded woo to me. But again, it's, you know, gifts develop and they feel like walking at a certain point. They're just something you do, right? Tell me about uh, seeing somebody's energy field. What oh, does that look like? Please describe that to me because I think it's fascinating. Okay. Uh, I just think of how to describe that. I think probably the best way to describe that would be to say that I, it's almost like looking with different eyes. So we have our, you know, the eyes that we look at and we see the outside world, which is a very tangible, you know, form-based world. Looking at someone's energy field, it's almost just like tuning into a different, with a different set of eyes. And you just, I, I don't know, I could do it from, from the very first time I started looking, I could see on somebody's body where they were hurting. I could, I could, uh, I could just see where there's energetic blocks. And at a certain point last year, I, I, I figured out that, and this is actually really neat because a lot of the things we feel are problems for us actually become our gifts. So I was always an empath. I could always feel people's energy, which for, for years and years felt like a terrible thing because I was always, you know, at the ebb and flow of somebody else's emotional so no, you would tune into that and carry it in you like absolutely. until until you figured out a way to, to like disconnect it. Yeah, and a lot of people do that. And it, so actually I didn't disconnect, but I, at one point it occurred to me, and this is a cool technique, you just flip it on its end, that if I could feel it, maybe I could influence, right? So I started right. influencing. And I found that I could not only affect change you know, in my own body, I could actually start pushing that outwards and start working in other people's energy. And I could affect change that way. And it, I don't know, it just, it feels different tangibly. I can feel the nuances of different energy and I can shift it into the way it, you know, the way it could be. I can clear out people's energy fields and bring it into alignment with what it is, you know, what is more truthful to them. Right. Uh, often there's stories in them. I, 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 yeah, it's kind of a neat process. Uh, it's a neat process we go through. I don't know if that fully answers your question. Yeah. I, I mean, it's very, I, I know it's, very, it's something that's so, <laughs> it's so, uh, it's oh. such an enigma because it's like, I, I know what you're doing and I just, yeah. I was looking for something visual, but I know it's probably not a visual Not entirely. Thing. Yeah. It is actually. So the visual part of it, when I, when I can feel the energy and I, you're right, I'm seeing it with these different eyes. I get pictures in my head about uh, the person's past and what is blocking them. And again, I don't know how I'm doing this in, in all honesty, we could name it a million different ways and I'm right. sure other people have a lot of ways to name this. But for me, it's, it's, it gives me a clue into their past and what has been holding them back. And I'm able to, uh, work with that to bring them up to where they want to be. Okay. I want to yeah. ask you about your day. And I'm going to say, hey, what's a mm -hmm. typical day for Jody? And I know your days are probably the farthest thing from typical. <laughs> well, for a little, it depends on the day. No, some of them, some of them are. I've actually been, uh, one, of the, one of the things I've shifted around traveling is giving myself a little bit more time and a place to establish a bit of a routine because I was finding that too much motion actually, yeah, you end up feeling a bit scattered. Right. So, I usually go for a walk in the morning. That's kind of a big, big thing for me. At least once in a day, I'm trying to go for a, a rather lengthy walk, an hour or two hours, right. just to get myself. It, it, you know, helps for brain processing. I do a lot of creation work on my walks, and then I'm doing. Uh, I've actually I've been working to chunk time. So there was a school of thought that you know you chunk time around particular tasks in a given day. So now I'm actually chunking individual days. So one day is outreach to people, another day is marketing, another day is creation space. So I've got that scheduled in my calendar in a way that really, really helps me or it feels like it's helping me stay in the same brain state right? Um, in a given day. 
Yeah. So how do you balance, like, you know, doing like, you know, the habits, the daily habits that we all need to do. Are you able to take that all up, put it in a box and say, well, I'm here today and then I'm going there. Like, how do you even um, come up with all this traveling? Like, do you have a master plan or does, or do these things come up like, and just very, very quickly and you say, yeah, I need to seize this. I need to jump on it. How does that all work? It's that's a great question, actually. It's I a, so too many questions all yeah, at once. Okay, Listen to the traveling <laughs> first. How do you how do you handle that whole thing? Because that's really uh, cool. The travel, uh, the travel. It was a combination, actually. I, you know, it's funny because we we evolve into um, new states as we're traveling, right? So when I first went, I think I had a desire to know where I was going and plan a month out and, and two months out. And some people, you know, they go on these world trips and they they plan for the whole year. I did not do that. Um, I did not do that. And it got to the point where I was, you know, the day before I was traveling somewhere, I thought, okay, where should I go? And I was really working to follow my intuition and, and my guidance and where it, where it felt appropriate to be headed. And that was a little, that was interesting. And, and I found myself at the end of this trip where I would arrive in a strange country, not having a hotel book. Thank heavens for the internet. You you know, Hotwire is always there or, or, <laughs> or there's always some place to get a, you know, get a hotel. And I, I yeah. realized that I had so gotten, I'd gotten so comfortable with the concept of traveling that hopping on a plane wasn't really a big deal and booking a new hotel wasn't really a big deal. And that was a neat shift from how I had originally started. So yeah, no, it, it was a very intuitive process. Now at this stage, I'm pulling back. That was a, you know, a year where I had the freedom to really do that. Now I'm, I'm heading into building and launching a new business. So I'm, I'm watching my travel more and I'm, I'm more in planning mode. So I think we just have different stages. We're in in different states. Right. So when you're building this, this new business, do you feel like you're more productive if you kind of anchor down for a little while? Uh, and I not did travel? feel that. Yeah. And, and when I move into a stage where I'm into more networking or into more creation space, so I have a, a book that I'm working to edit and finalize. I may decide to travel for that just to get into an environment where it's a little a little different because the the creation space requires new way of think new ways of thinking and so altering your environment can be an effective way of triggering your brain into new ways of thinking. Okay. But when I was in a foundational building mode, yeah, I, I wanted a foundation to be working from. So yeah. yeah, in many ways, you're trying to mirror your environment to what you want to accomplish in a given period of time. Yeah, that's kind of like how I'm I'm thinking these days. Mm-hmm. Is like if you're building something that you you want to have uh, the foundations in place before you, you know, because I'm thinking yeah. of traveling extensively, and and mm-hmm. so I'm. It's taken me a long time to get to this point, but I, I'm a slow starter. You know, I didn't I didn't even get into Jimi Hendrix till like like 15 <laughs> years after he was dead. You know, awesome. it's like I'm just slow. I do catch on, like. Jay Z, I'm just starting to learn about Jay Z, but I do get there. You're based in your approach. <laughs> I'm very thorough, Jody. Very oh, thorough. You're always good, good. That's a strong foundation. And you know, actually, I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make. That they try and you know, when they're building big, if they have these big visions, they end up trying to hit. You know, they go big really quickly. And I am, I am all for big. But if you do not have a strong foundation in place, and I've seen this just wreak havoc in businesses as I've been screaming, build a foundation. You need the the stability in place before you can effectively, you know, hold hold effectively that scope or that bigness. And that, that takes place when it, whether it's in a business, whether it is, you know, in, you know, sales systems that you need your foundational operational structure in place. And sometimes in life, you know, you may have a desire to travel, but it's, it's healthier and stronger for you to make sure you have that strong foundation and a plan in place because that is easier for you, for you to, to live into. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, uh, you know, my own personal thing is like, you know, an organized structure with congruence of all the different disciplines. I mean, all the things I'm doing are under one, under one roof. However, you don't want to be like all over the place. You want to have it like where it all kind of matches up you know it's like wearing a good suit 
you know, don't. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> you know? I'll put it out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, um, what are you reading? Anything like really cool that you can share with us? Do you even have time to read these days? Any kind of books that you can share that, that you've read that, that you would shout out to say, hey, this is a really good read for anybody? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think actually I'm reading a I'm <laughs> I'm reading a couple right now, which is never a good thing because right. you end up kind of bouncing back and forth between you know. Yeah, I'm very guilty books. of that. Yeah, I was, <laughs> but I was reading the other day. I picked up um, Don Luis um, Miguel, and it was the Toltec Wisdom book, A Voice of Knowledge. I've been reading through that one. Say it again. What is uh, it? It's called The Voice of Knowledge. Oh, The Voice uh, of Knowledge. Juan. Yeah, and that's a, that's a beautiful book. He has a really simple and clear way of writing. I'm appreciating that. I am reading, what else have I been reading here? I've been reading the Book of Miracles recently. I've been reading a book called Platform by Michael Hyatt, and that's about building a brand and platform for people who are looking to build their brands. I've been reading, I see there's a whole list of them here. Uh, Revolution by Russell Brand. He's got a voice. It's really interesting. Uh, there's, I mean, I have, a, I have a huge list where I could go on and on and on. Wow. It's probably good for now, I think. That's oh, great. Leap. That's a fun one. Which one? The Big Leap. That's a fun one, The too. Big Leap. Who wrote that? That is by Gay Hendricks, I believe. Wow. The big yeah. I love the title. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you about music? Look, what kind of music do you like? What's your what's your favorite thing? And if like for chill time, what's your favorite thing to listen to when you just want to have downtime and just enjoy, you know, for the for the spirit of it? I'm probably gonna be completely uncool here. Are you ready for this? Sure. Okay. It's always such an embarrassing question because I'm such a music geek. Um, I've been listening to lately Amos Lee. I'm really digging him. I just like his his sort of his flow and his vibe. Okay. I've got. Uh, I'm just looking through my list here. Actually, I've got Mumford and Sons, which is a little bit yeah. boppier and fun. Do you know them? Oh yeah, I love yeah, them. I love their stuff. Yeah, me too. He's got Florence and the Machine. I'm really a big fan of. Yes. I'm actually listening to Brazilian samba while I'm working lately, just on Pandora, uh-huh. which is really fun. It like just behind the scenes. Really just cool vibe. I feel like I'm at a coffee shop somewhere else in the world. Right. Uh, Passenger, Luminaires, India Airy. Yeah, I've got James Bay. I've, I found him recently. I'm really liking him. Bon Iver. Oh, yeah. Bon Iver is very cool sound. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm not, all right, so I'm not too far out there. No, I mean, I'm I'm really eclectic. I listen to pretty much everything. Um, you know, I, I come from kind of like rock roots, I guess. But, I, you know, like last night I had Andre Bocelli and Sinatra oh, on. And, uh, you know, like good music is just good music. I don't really concern myself with genres. Um, as a matter of fact, getting back to uh, I was mm-hmm. telling you how uncool I am about like knowing what the new thing is. So this buddy of mine, he's a really talented producer. and We were working together. This is about four years ago. And he ter- tried to turn me on to Bon Iver. And I said, I, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't understand this or whatever. Now, now I never take it off. I listen to it all the time. Isn't it beautiful? So He's I'm very awesome. slow. I'm very slow. But I get there. I do get there. <laughs> yeah. Measured, measured and paced. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> what's your best downtime? Like, what do you do for, for relaxation? Like, when you're not, like, totally on, it sounds like you have a very, very busy and um, charged up life. You're, you're out doing all these things. You're building companies. You're helping people. You've got the TV show going. When you have downtime that is just Jody time, what do you do? What's your favorite favorite I thing? I drink wine, Kevin. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, what am I doing? I, 
I am. I do yoga. I, my walking is actually one of the major downtimes. I'm a bit of a. Actually, I have a combination. I'm a, and this is so funny. I feel a bit awkward talking about myself so much. Although I know that's the point. No, of no, it's good. And you mentioned the wine and yoga because I've been doing yoga for like twelve years, and that's all they talk about. Yeah, let's uh, rinse out the uh, wine. Right? You hear these ladies fun. all the time. No. Yeah. Um, hanging out with friends is a big deal for me. I like having conversations. Uh, reading in my downtime, and I'm I, in my in my not so great downtime. I I have a Netflix uh, Netflix season. Um, season moments, but I try and limit. I don't actually own a TV, so I try and limit myself to that. You know, once every couple of months, I'll get addicted right. to a TV show <laughs> but, okay. but for a little while. But yeah, generally speaking, I, I'm reading. I do a lot of writing, and when I'm walking, I, I do a lot of you know, I do poetry and I things that just sort of flow through me. I meditate. Um, that feels and and you know, it's funny because five or ten years ago, I would have thought, oh, so boring these things, but now they feel really sustaining and and you know, exciting in an odd sort of way. It's really unique and different. Right. Um... Can you tell me, uh, just as we're starting to wind down here, and I, I hope I covered all of the important things uh, that are all about Jody Fedora, is there anything I missed on your business side that you would like to shout out or share? Did I cover it all? The boat journey was the best, I think. That was awesome. Yeah, think, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think probably I have a the most important thing. I have a life class that I teach for free every Tuesdays at noon. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, and that feels that feels juicy. We just the whole illumination community comes together, and I just you know we look at a topic that is is something that is blocking us, something that we could really explore. And I, I tend to really go with my intuition about what's needed in that given week. There's often messages for people that come through. It's kind of an exciting, yeah, and it's, exci- and it's, it's an exciting class. It's free content um, and really content rich and valuable, I think, for the people listening. So I'd invite anybody listening to the show to, to come and join us. That's can you give me, can you give mm-hmm. us a, uh, a, just a snapshot of one of your recent episodes, like what happened on it, just so we can kind of put it out there and say, this is what you can expect by coming to the Illumination well, yes, team. Absolutely. Yeah. I think last week I was talking about what blocks us from fully stepping into our potential. And it's not what most people think, right? We'd name it as fear. And, and, but often it's an inability to actually anchor in the future. So I'm teaching exercises to really pull yourself forward. And that can be made manifest in your business if you're seeing blocks. It can help you move through a oops, period in your life that is blocking you. Right can help you, you know, move through a situation that isn't serving you. And then we go through a group meditation and I do a light activation. So part of that is an actually an energy, an energetic process that really shifts the energy within the body. And the people listening typically feel that in some capacity or another. So rather than going, you know, to an, to an energy sort of experience or an energy work where you're actually getting it during this call, which is a really neat and profound experience for many people. It's a meditation we do. So yeah, that's, that's mainly what they'll expect. I'm hoping I'm summing that up. Okay. In a powerful way. Yeah. That sounds the class. You'll, 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 you'll know it when you experience it. It's it's definitely worth experiencing. And the time again, Jody is every Tuesday. Tuesday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Okay. And actually, just to interject, so they can sign up for that at jodyfedor.com. So it's J-O-D-I-F-E-D-O-R.com. Okay. And, and my interjection, did you hear that alarm go off? That was our, our, yep. conference, um, our conference flag right there. We were given this flag to remind ourselves uh, in our alarms about the best way to, you know, how we wanted to be. And that was my alarm going off right now. Do you need to jump up and do something while we hang on? No, no, no. no. It, was the, it was the alarm that reminds us. Do you remember we set the alarm at the conference? Yeah, was, yeah. I, I'm using that still. I, I Just before we got on, I was using it. Yeah. That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> going off. I love that. I thought that was funny, actually, the timing for that. I like it because it does keep you like, you know, it keeps you checking in. And uh, I don't go get up and do that, you know, the tapping like, you know, 16 times a, a day like uh, Brendan does. Right. But, uh, but, I, but I catch it like th- 
I, about three times a day, and it yeah. is it is really helpful. I, I it like really it a lot. Is. You know, these daily, actually for the listeners too. The daily it's a daily reminder you set in your alarm about the person you want to be, just as a way to flag yourself and trigger yourself into being that person. And I find it really effective. Yes, it's been quite powerful. Yeah, it really is. So, um, everyone, you got the website. It's jodyfedor.com. And anybody who wants to reach Jody about all of her um, wonderful businesses and her gifts to the world, Illumination TV, Disruptive Radiance, um, uh, coaching, please reach out and please tune in Tuesdays at 12 Central Time um, for the um, Illumination TV and check that out. Jody, it was an awesome, awesome time spent with you today and i really appreciate you being here on the dharmic evolution it was great chatting with you i so appreciated it it was such a fun experience with you kevin thanks for having me on the show well i just feel like i went around the world what a wonderful interview with the amazing talented spiritual warm-hearted woman jody fedor I uh, really enjoyed that. I hope you guys enjoyed being with me today and listening to Jody's story on the Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, audio video artist, singer, songwriter, and master storyteller. I look forward to being with you next time on the show. Until then, I'll see you on the socials. I'll see you from the stage. Let's do it.